Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, where we take a journey within to uncover the inner resources deep within our soul to transform physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It is through this higher sense of knowing we are able to design and live our lives with purpose, compassion, and for the collective consciousness. Are you ready to start your own Inner Revolution? Come with me. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, everyone. I am your host, Dr. Renee, and welcome back for yet another amazing week. We are still moving along in this pandemic, and I promised you every single week that I would continue to bring you inspirational, motivational, and encouraging guests who will give you the best peace of mind, the best view towards the world right now without fear-mongering. And today's guest is one of my dear, dear friends who has been through everything you ever could imagine in life and yet has still made it. And I know that she is going to inspire us all to continue to keep on, keep it on right now, no matter what. The most important part of her story is she talks a lot about how to really unclog those emotional pipes and that we all somehow get burdened with emotions, experiences, traumas, and past memories. And if we keep trying to push along in this world without doing that work, it becomes very, very painful. So my guest today is the beautiful Eli Thompson, and she is just an absolute amazing woman who has just about done it all. But she talks right now about how she's come to a reassessing in this time right now of who she was what she wanted to do in the remaining time that she has on this planet, and the impact that she wanted to make. Eli is a TV podcast producer and journalist. You may have seen my episode on her show on Raven International, and she is an expert in everything from lifestyle, health, and wealth. And I know that you are going to enjoy her as much as I enjoy having her as one of my besties in my life. So let me go ahead and welcome Eli Thompson to the show. Hey, Eli, how are you? I am great. How about you? I'm fantastic. I've missed you. I have missed you too. I I love you so much and I try to tune in when you're doing your lives. Thank you. And feeling is absolutely mutual. And I know I have been on um, your show and you have done so much work for my platform. Thank you. Always publicizing things and doing book giveaways and all those kinds of things. And so the people in the inner revolution know you well. And (laughs) yeah, so I definitely wanted to bring you back because, you know, we're going through something really, really stressful and challenging for all of us right now. This Mm -hmm. is probably about the third show since the global pandemic 
has come upon all of us and there isn't a soul untouched by this anywhere on this globe you go True. anywhere except for antarctica is what i've learned that there are no cases whatsoever because there's very little human life right, on antarctica. right, right. <laughs> yeah besides the researchers but you know it, it's interesting that something like this has really come about i think no one really i mean yes people sort of knew things like this could happen but but the reality mm -hmm. of it is here. And I wanted to bring you on the show because I feel like you are such a beautiful representation of resilient, um, particularly when we're looking at the aspect of emotions. You have been through a lot in your life, as many of us have. But you know, you really have, when you think about this, if anyone's faith has ever been challenged, right? <laughs> it has been yours. And yet, for some reason, you still found it within you to believe, to be hopeful, you're always positive and so inspirational. So I wanted to have you on, you know, in this time to really remind people that no matter how challenging it is, we're all going to get through things. And so you're here for that reason, Mama. You are here for that. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. So can you tell the listeners here in the Inner Revolution just a little bit about what you've been up to? Well, recently I have been reassessing my goals, especially with the pandemic. Yeah. And there's so many things that have been on my heart for probably years now. And I've just never thought it was the right time to let it come out. But now is the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm comfortable with that. But I also had to do go through some growing processes, some additional growing processes. And thanks to you, mm -hmm. I have become a better person than I was before. Oh. And that transcended heart, you just amazing, Dr. Madre. It's just it really does a whole lot for me. And it, even the group that I um, conduct on, what is that, meetup.com mm -hmm. for women. And so um, now is the time to un unleash some different things to help some people get through this. Yeah. Because it's going to be harder and harder and harder. And some people may, might not make it, but we need to be there to help them as much as we can. Yeah, and I think the reality of what you just said is is right there that you know it's it's great to be all love and light but in moments like this we also have to remember that we can't have life without death. It's yes. you know we don't need to look at it as duality it simply is in the cycle mm -hmm. and it's nothing none of us want to face but I think mm -hmm. that we're facing our own mortality more than ever right now probably more so than anyone's ever. Um, you know, and I think even, you know, veterans and things like that of wars in the past have indicated this is even more challenging for them because you just can't see it, right? You don't yes. know what it is. But, but many of our soldiers have lived in quarantine. They have been mm -hmm. isolated. They have been under the threat every day of, of their lives. And we're now facing things that I think in, in a few years, we'll probably see some some levels of PTSD, if not sooner, um, mm -hmm. some other emotional things that are going to happen. You and I have something um, in common. We both have been survivors of a fire. Um, yours mm -hmm. was far more devastating than mine. My house was, you know, definitely made it. But um, I, yeah, I was the only one home a couple years yeah. or when my kids were two and four. I was mm -hmm. the only one home. Luckily, they weren't here. And I just smelled it and I started up in my attic and luckily it burned up versus down. 
Um, oh, wow. So, you know, the house was salvaged, but still I thought to myself, my God, you know, like how could I go through anything else? Then after that yeah. was my melanoma diagnosis. And I was like, oh my God, how can I go through anything else? And then after that was, you know, my marriage breaking apart. Oh my God, how, how can I go through anything else? And then this huge bout of depression. How can I go through anything else? Um, yes. You know, and then, you know, having lost my dad and all these other things. And it's like, yet I woke up this morning and I realized I was alive and mm. I was blessed and stuff is still scary, but I'm here, you know? So, yeah. so how do you really dig in and, and find that, that well of resilience amidst all of the things that you've been through? And it's funny you asked me that because um, last year for Black History Month at the Hartford, I was the keynote speaker. And that was the first time they had ever celebrated Black History Month. And my daughter was the facilitator. Wow. And so I chose the topic, Build Your Resilience. And I talked about how people have gone through so many storms in their lives, especially during that time, without notice, something, somebody comes in, steals your children, sets your house on fire but yet they came back together to build a community. Yeah. And that was in Greenwood. And uh, they wow. came back together, built that community and became the jazz center of the world. Yeah. From that, H how they did it, they were determined. Mm -hmm. They were determined to make it. And not saying that they didn't have some down moments because I'm sure they did. There were a lot of tears, I'm sure there were, but even in my case, um, having gone through domestic violence, um, having to take care of my parents by myself, I feel like I was going to lose my mind. I actually, I really, really did because yeah. there were some troubling times. And we probably but, did at some moments, right? I'm thinking to myself, you cannot go through all this and not lose a piece of your mind. I know, I did. I even had to cut out my hair off at one point because yeah. I just couldn't, it was just too much responsibility. Yeah. And so, um, but the thing is, I stop and I have to look back and say, you know, if I've been through this, I have to be able to make it through that. Yeah. And just somehow I am able to rebuild my, my energy and my faith because I, I am a woman of faith. Yes. And I know that I was here for a purpose. And even today when I woke up, just like you said, you woke up and you had energy, you were here, you were blessed. Yeah. Um, I began my first day of working from home, and it had Yay. been very, very difficult um, experience over the past year and a half, driving four hours just to commute mm. back and forth to work for a year and a half, and being promised all these things that, oh, you, you know, you'll be at home soon. Okay, okay. But mm -hmm. today finally came. And so when I look back on that, my body was rejuvenated. Yeah. Because we have this snapback ability if we want to and but we also have to give ourselves time to rest in between right and it's okay you know it's amazing that you said that because i know we were joking pre-show you know as a university professor now and with my classes being completely online i was chuckling mm -hmm. with you saying i wonder how what excuse my undergrads have now for not coming to class in the middle of a pandemic they can't yes. skip class because I'm going to go, where else could you have gone? You know, it's like, you know, you know, I had to go get my essentials. Yes. I could just hear it. I had to go get my essentials. Not during my class, you don't. You can get your essentials another time. But isn't it funny, like how even amidst this kind of crisis, we can laugh. I've seen some of the funniest memes now. You know, it's, it's one of those, and some people may not think it's appropriate, but 
when you're in the midst of crisis and trauma, mm-hmm. there has to be a point of humor and lightheartedness that you just have to be able to tap into because I think that, like you said, what really creates a difference between those of us who are resilient versus those who have a hard time finding their resiliency, Mm -hmm. I think everybody's resilient. Yes. I have a hard time with these programs who like sell ways and methods on how to teach you how to be resilient. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. you can't teach someone how to be resilient. You can just help somebody find it. You know, it's there. It's like, how can you teach them? Like you just have to help them find it. And I think amidst all of this, if we didn't have this, we would be all hunkered in, petrified right yes, now, we would. Yes, just we would. not knowing what to do, you know? And I just thought to myself, I took a walk today with my kids, you know, we laughed, we had food. Like, I mean, it was just, we're getting ready to watch a movie after, you know, we're done here today. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of these moments where you got to find the little things. So, so with all that said, what do you feel has been the most challenging time in your life? And what was the absolute thing that helped you get through that? Ooh, the most challenging thing. Um, I think it was really trying to understand why I went through the piece of domestic violence. Mm. Because I could not understand if I deserved it, why I deserved it, or if it was even a part of God's plan. Because I didn't know. I was numb at that point. And that was a, that took years to get over that. Yeah. But I did. And one of the things I wanted to share with you, the audience is this. Um, during the last episode, and I'm not, you know, putting him down or anything like that. I would never did that. But one of the, the last episode, um, he tried to choke me to death when I was pregnant. And I had this keloid on my neck and it would bother me and it would itch. And then years later, even children would come up to me and they'd whisper and they would laugh and they'd point and they'd say, oh, mom, what is that on her neck? And, you know, I would explain to the children because I didn't explain to it in a, a mean or a way that they could not understand. I just said that something happened and that left a scar. Yeah. But the thing is, over a period of years, it diminished. It's still wow. there. It's still there. Yeah. But it's diminishing. But that's because of what was in me. The oh. hatred, the bitterness diminished. And so, you know, a lot of times we carry scars around in our hearts and they're noticeable on our bodies. Wow. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about unclogging your emotional drain pipes. Yeah. Because it can do so much to transform the body and the mind. Yeah, absolutely. And people, I think, are beginning to recognize now more than ever their connection to source, to God, to nature, whatever it is that they are connected with. Uh And in that, a lifting of a free aspect, right? A, a, A lighter way of feeling, I think, in all of us, in some ways, a heavier way in others because of the mm-hmm. unknown and the uncertainty right now. But I, I have seen so much on social media of how people have been saying, I feel lighter. I'm not as stressed. I don't have to rush mm-hmm. to work. I get to be mm-hmm. with my kids. I yes. get to sleep a little bit more. I am eating better. You yes. know, all these kinds of things. I'm outside walking if you can. I know some can't, but you know, all of that you know, really is important because what we know is that when emotions are not digested, right? Because emotions Mm -hmm. get digested just like food. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. if they are not digested, where do they go? They store in the body, just like body fat stores in the body. That's right. Right. And creates that pain. So it's right that like what you're mentioning, you know, I've had physical pain in certain parts of my body that were not connected to any injuries. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is that? And then I remember, I'm like, oh, that was connected to that issue and that relationship or that issue and and that moment in my life that I hadn't handled. So yes. I'm glad we're talking about this because it's so important to us here in the inner revolution that we really are doing that emotional work. So so what what have you done as far as your practice or you know your regime to really unclog and and release those emotions for yourself? And this is something that I've, I'm really I, I work on it all the time because yes. I have to. You know, it's a daily process. But one of the things I do, I have learned to feel my feelings, mm-hmm. and a lot of us don't do that. Uh, we're so busy, uh, and in my case, for instance my parents were almost 40 years older than me yeah. and I was born in 1959. So during that time it was speaking when you're spoken to and don't say anything else. Don't say anything. Back. Yeah. But, and it was because they were raised that way right. and they were trying to build a lifestyle that was different from what they were raised in. And I can understand that no fault of their own, but a lot of times I didn't know how to feel my feelings. And that's a, that's not good. It's really not good for any, it's, it's not healthy. And you mentioned PTSD before. I think that there's going to be such an increase in it if we don't allow people to feel their feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes we need to just scream. Sometimes we need to run until, like Forrest Gump, he ran. He didn't know why, he just did it. But then <laughs> exactly. he, said, okay. he said, okay, I'll finish now. <laughs> I think I'll go home. <laughs> And everybody turned around because he was finished. He was finished with his emotions, but it affected so many people because they were following him. So how could we change the way that people are feeling in today's situation? Yeah. And how many people would be willing to follow us? They don't know why, but because we change our energy, how many people will be led to come out of some different things and release some different things yeah yeah absolutely and it doesn't feel good all the time to feel your feelings I mean really when you get into that I was on a podcast not too long ago where she was asking me about the inner revolution like what is it really and you know I was talking that it it is a gentler approach to doing this work you know even though the word revolution to revolt almost Mm -hmm. implicates something really really difficult and challenging and brash you know I really Mm -hmm. wanted people to understand that you could still have that same intensity inside without the veracity of it right like we can do this gently and a loving and a way but it doesn't mean that it's without pain and that's the one thing right emotional healing is not going to feel pretty at first so we're not lying to y'all out there sitting here going oh she she's just talking about how everything's great because people oh, ask no. all the time do you get this where people are like oh you look like you have it all together all the time and you know yeah. everything's great for you and I'm like oh my god you have no idea so that's right mm-hmm. so thank but you even for though, that, that it's a daily daily it is over, right that's right it is and any type of shift just like in for instance in an earthquake the earth moves suddenly it might be moving a little bit at a time, but you don't notice it yeah. until there's a fault, right? Until it hits the fault line. And then it's a suddenly, and then it, it's like, boom, the whole earth opens up. But something was happening all along mm. to cause that. So it's the same thing in our change and, and changing in our emotions. 
but allowing our emotions to evolve and then release them. Um, I was in a training for a, a, another coaching certification. I guess it was October of last year. I can't remember, but um, one of the things the lady was talking about was feeling all of your feelings. And I actually had a chance to cry. It had been years since I cried. Yeah. And, you know, she faced me with some things that I needed to change and I was willing to accept it. But at the same time, I cried because I actually wanted someone to come to me and face me with that. And a lot of us do. Yeah. That's what ch children want discipline. Come on. We all want discipline. Yeah. because we want to live in order but some things were out of whack in my life and I knew it but she knew it and I didn't know she knew <laughs> so when she confronted me I just sat there and I took it did it hurt yes it hurt but it was truth and so I was allowed to cry afterward and it wasn't because she came at me so abruptly it was because I was able to release some of the things that I had been holding in for so so long yeah and it wasn't healthy for me and i needed to let it go oh i wonder how many of our listeners haven't cried in years you know haven't been able to speak those words uh, yeah. just to get it out because you know i've got to be mom all day i i can't yes. i can't break down i can't i can't surrender right i i can't lose it i've got to hold this this place together that's you know a lot of women and men today you know thank god on my previous show we were talking about you know this changing way of looking at men and boys and really respecting and honoring them emotionally. And, mm -hmm. you know, they don't have to be rock solid nonstop. They can be afraid, you know, too. Yes. and they should be. And so mm -hmm. I think this is so important right now as we're changing the way, not only that we're all living and trying to find this, you know, sense of what's happening to us, but but more importantly, I do think the beautiful lining in all of this is getting back inside of ourselves, really in touch yes. with ourselves. And is there anything that you do in your day-to-day -day practice um, that, that really is sacred to you? Um, what I try to do is I've started breathing exercises mm -hmm. um, because I had stopped doing that for so, so long. And I'm moving at the speed of light all the time, just going, going, going. When you don't do the, inner, the full breathing, your body lacks some things. Yeah. And so my cells weren't being nourished. Uh, my energy was being drained. Uh, my thought processes were very shallow. And I was like, what in the world is going on with me? So I had to start doing some things to feed my body the oxygen it needed in order for it to function fully. Because if the oxygen doesn't, the oxygen doesn't get into the cells, the cells will not survive. Amen. I mean, if you guys did not hear that, Hit the stop button, rewind this, go back. <laughs> Look at me, I'm so 1980s, rewind. <laughs> Buff back, right? Um, you do your thing and go back and listen to that because, you know, as, as all the listeners know, I am all about breathing for relaxation, anxiety control. You know, yoga, meditation is part of my, in my life with my children. Mm -hmm. But it's exactly what you said. It was not just to relax. It was really understanding that even though I look like a physically healthy person for a long period of time, I was anything but, you know, all the food that I would eat, even though I was staying thin, hardly any of the, the value of it was ever reaching my body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, why was that? Because I wasn't breathing properly. I wasn't yes. oxygenating properly. Everything was just you know, missing where it needed to go. And I think like right now with, with this virus, 
that's so important because we're all trying to eat better. We're all taking mm-hmm. our vitamins now. I mean, we got vitamin C and zinc and, you know, all yes. these things that people are finally doing because they know it's important. <laughs> Eating better, we're walking, we're all of this, but we have to feed ourselves and the greatest way and because the virus impacts our respiratory system. Mm-hmm. I've been telling everyone, breathe, breathe, breathe every day. Practice your breathing now two, three times a day. Get your kids to practice it. My son has asthma. And, you know, we're, we're making sure we're, we're breathing and we're practicing those deep breath. Um, and there's nothing better, nothing better than that. So thank yes. you for saying that. So breathing and is a huge part for you. It, it is. It really is. Um, especially because I'm, I'm getting older and I'm thinking back to the way that I used to be. Yes. And I think that's part of the transition here. We're becoming human beings instead of human doings. Yeah. Because we've, had, we've been forced to slow down. But one thing I was thinking about with the clogging of the pipes is because the pipes are, you know, a way of to release toxins. Yeah. So our, our body, if we don't release those toxins, our cells don't function properly. And so we have, now we have PVC piping, right? Yeah. Used to, used to be iron. Right. But then, <laughs> but, but then what happened? The, the iron started to rust and, and just dissolve away. Yeah. And then it caused problems for our bodies. So they came up with a different piping system, but it's still to get rid of the waste. And if we don't get rid of the waste, those emotional toxins, our bodies are ruined because it seeps deep into our pores, deep into our our bloodstreams and causes a lot of diseases. And with this pandemic, you know, people don't get some of these things out, like staying in the house. What are you going to do to release those emotions? Yeah. You can play a game. And I mean, that's a good way to do it. Play a game, something competitive. Right. I like to do that all the time. I mean, really, women should get into the com- uh, competition of it too, because that's a way for them to release some of the anxiety they're having. You're staying in the house with your children all day, teaching them all day, cooking and cleaning as usual. But it's that extra burden, you need to yeah. find something fun to do. Right. Yeah. I'm so competitive. And when I knew that all this was coming down, I remember getting on Amazon and ordering all these games. <laughs> I let the kids pick out the games they wanted. And of course, Liv picked out Pictionary because she's my artist. Uh-huh. You know? and so we have fun with that. It's hilarious to see how we draw. I'm really horrible. So it's like even more comical. They're like, what is that? But you know what I picked out? Uh, well, we have Scrabble and we all love Scrabble. But I picked out Battleship. Oh, no. (laughs) So you can blow someone up. (laughs) You sunk my Battleship. I was like, I'm so 1980s. It's hilarious. (laughs) I loved it. And Alex and I, we were already in like conflict because I beat him and he was so mad. And (laughs) you're right. Like you've got to be able to like have these moments where you feel empowered. You feel like you're you're flowing, you know, even if it's sinking someone's Battleship (laughs) in a game. You gotta, you gotta do. Yes. Oh my God. I know yes. we're having a good time. We are yes. you know, together Indeed. as a family for sure. But, mm-hmm. but you're right. There are moments though, you know, I think for me, probably when I go to bed at night is a little bit the hardest because I, you know, I, I feel I'm alone. I feel vulnerable. You know, I've, I've still got these kids who are, you know, depending on me amidst mm-hmm. things that I don't even know what's happening right now all the way and i have this propensity to look at the data you know being the researcher that i am i'm like i'm always like and it's like not what you want to look at before you go to bed right right and i'm perimenopausal so of course i get up at 3 30 you know, <laughs> in the morning 
And I take another look at the phone. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Right? So, so I wanted to talk about something since you're one of my, my, my best girlfriends. I know that I can be honest and raw with you. You can. So, so talk to me about this because, you know, now I feel this need more than ever. You know, I'm all about love and really raising the collective energy, but I'm also feeling this need to move away the stuff that's really not been healthy for me. And I know people feel conflicted right now because, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, we don't know what's happening to us. And, you know, I don't want to leave this world and be angry or upset or push people away. And I get that. But I think mm -hmm. that they're right now more than ever. It happened for me probably in about November of last year as we were getting close to 2020. Things started to show up in my life that I couldn't be blind to anymore. It was like, boom, you know, illumination in front of mm -hmm. me. And, you know, I could see who was not being truthful in their lives. Yes. And, you know, and I wasn't there to judge it. I wasn't there to judge mm -hmm. it at all. But there were people who were no longer aligned with where I was going. And I mm -hmm. made a conscious choice, some with conversation, some without, to just make room for myself and live into my path. I didn't hurt anyone. Um, you know, I didn't do anything negatively, but I faced some, some harsh kind of recourse from it. You know, people who didn't understand, well, how dare you? And, you, you know, negative comments um, said to me about making space in my own life. And I thought, wow, this is the first time in my life, 48 years, that mm -hmm. I really stood up and said, I, want, I don't want to be in alignment with these things. And, you know, how do you think for people who might be feeling the same thing, how do they go about navigating that and coming to a sense of feeling okay about doing it? Well, basically I did the same thing around the same time <clears throat> because I didn't want to be 61 and still one that everybody depended upon to do everything for them yeah. because I've always been that way. And I've always put myself last, not even second, third, always last. Yeah. But I made a decision that, and that's with some help, listening to some of your recordings, <laughs> reading your, I mean, really reading your blog. Um, I, I started to feel like I deserved that Yes. because everybody else felt like they deserved it. So mm -hmm. why didn't I? And started actually started getting some counseling on that because I couldn't do it by myself. And that's something that I wanted to point out because we don't have to do this alone. Yeah. Don't ever feel like you have to do it alone. Please get help if and when you need it. It's very important. In order for you to get to the end of it, yeah. you, have, you might need someone in the beginning, and it's okay. But I, I did the same thing. I, I actually changed my phone number because mm -hmm. there were a lot of people who I had in my list who weren't calling me. I would call them on usually about four or five times, at least out of the year, to see how they were doing because I didn't hear from them. And they, oh my goodness, oh, I miss you. No, you didn't. You didn't even contact me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Um, I even had uh, somebody email me, I guess about uh, two months ago now, hadn't heard from them in three years. And they said, oh, and I'm going through this, I'm going through that. Um, and I have to make this decision. Oh, oh, and I'm like, okay, make your decision. Don't yeah. ask me. <laughs> but I had to really make room for myself. And I feel so much better yeah. because there are things that I want to do in my life and there are things that I was meant to do in my life. 
And I need to do those things in order to be fulfilled. Yeah. And it's so, um, like you said, I feel lighter. I feel like I can go out and present myself the way I want to present myself. If I don't want to go out, I just don't go out. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, and I think like what you mentioned before, and the idea of clearing those pathways and really allowing for all of that energy to be able to flow freely, we have to be able to move those things that are in the way. And yes. we don't have to stay attached to people for the sake of the fact that we know them. I mean, there, right. there are no rules in the world of emotional well-being that says, well, because you've been friends since you were four, um, yes. you're supposed to stay friends until you pass away. Now, how many of us honestly can count our friends on our hands that we've had from our childhood? I have one. I've won. She's still my bestie. She's been my friend since I was in second grade. And That's we, wonderful. We are still tight. But have we had moments where we disappeared from each other's lives? Absolutely. The 20s yes. happened, you know, and, yes. and she was a younger mom. I was an older mom. So we had these big bits of time where we lost each other, but, but not in the way you think about it. You know, like the minute that anything happened, man, she was there. She was there. Uh -huh. um, she's been there for everything. And I think, you know, and I say that because if I keep all these entities around, then I lose my ability to stay purely and divinely connected to people like that, you know? Yes. Um, and, and I don't want my children feeling like, oh, will you just stay attached to someone because they're there? There's mm -hmm. no value in that love or that emotional connection that I want my kids to see. No, Anjanelle is worthy of our time because she is, she is that to us as well. And, you know, versus I'll say no to these people because I know this is more important. So, right. you know, I don't think people realize how much we teach our kids by the choices we make and the company we keep and the, our own emotional well-being. Would you agree? That is so true. And even um, when, I guess for about 20, maybe a little over 20 years when I was raising my children, I did not date because of the violence that I have had suffered in my marriages. But I really wanted to concentrate on raising my children. Yeah. But then that kind of damaged them because they didn't see how a relationship could evolve. And so um, now I sit back and I'm like, oh, I did this for them and I'm still doing for them. and I'm still doing for my grandchildren. It's hard. And they, they constantly tell me, mom, please do this for yourself. Please, you know, please, you know, take a vacation. And I'm like, but, you know, they're like, no, there are no buts. And when we don't allow ourselves to remove certain people out of our lives, how can we grow? Yes. I was going to say, but those babies got to see you really honoring yourself, though. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a plus <clears throat> for you. So please don't discount that because... I, I don't discount yeah. it, but um, I can see some of the, the negativity that came out of it sure. Sure, in sure. their relationships Yeah, because they just didn't know. See, this is why I love you, because you're, you're just so honest. You're like, yeah. But, yeah, but I can be so deeply honest about myself, and yeah. I love that about you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, sometimes I'm like, okay, I screwed up. They're like, no, Mom, you didn't screw up. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, we have these conversations. And one of the things is I, I would devalue myself, my well-being a lot of times. And they would say, and I said, I really haven't done anything great, even though I've been first in a lot of things. Right. And they say, but mom, you raised us. Yeah. And I was like, wow. That really just, I mean, my heart just went pitter-patter. I caught tears on that one. I was like, oh, 
Thank God we're not on video. <laughs> even though yeah, we are, we can see each other. Yeah, I mean, it really touched my heart at even what you're doing now with your children. And, oh. and they are amazing. Some of the things that your son posts and, and just some of the things that you share with me, it's, it's truly amazing. But we still have to make room to have other people in our lives. Yeah. And it's an evolution. As we grow older, it's an evolution. You know, my because son we asked think, me, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. trying to interrupt you there. As I say, my son asked me one time, he said, Mommy, will you be alone the rest of your life? <laughs> and I said, baby, I'm not alone. He's like, no, I mean, like, you know, I know I'm here for you. But like, yes. you know, this was a little while ago, you know, before I had met G and everything. And, you mm -hmm. know, well, well well, you sure, you sure you're going to ever get remarried? I'm like, yes, honey, I'll be okay. So even when they're that little, they, they, they recognize these things. They see yes, these things, right? And yeah. And, and I know that he is so concerned about my emotional well-being. Yes. I don't want them worrying about us, but, <laughs> but it's true. I think they have to see you having some adult evolution relationship. Yes to understand the emotional value of what it is to, to be in a relationship. My daughter jokes and says, mommy, I'm never going to get married. And yeah. I said, I used to say that too. I did. I was nope. I was going to school. I had my career plan. I didn't want any kids. You know, I didn't, I was worried that I would pass on my anxiety to them. You know, all these mm -hmm. things. I had a plan. And then I said, Oh, thirties came. And I was like, oh. God reminded me I was supposed to have babies. And I said, Oh, it might shift. And she's like, no, I'm not going to, uh, -uh. You know, so it's funny to see that maybe I had that little bit of an impact on her in some way, uh -huh. you know, but you know, it's nice because she's so emotionally um, steady, you know, she, she struggles to communicate the words, mm -hmm. but you can tell she's steady in her space where Alex, he can communicate the words, but his physical body suffers a little bit more from stress than hers does. So, you know, they, they vary. Right. And so yes. I think teaching kids about this. It's so important. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. So even my grandson, um, gosh, how old is he? He's 10. Mm, okay. One day, my this was about a year and a half ago, he said, um, uh, they call me Abby for Abuela. And they said, Abby, um, you live alone, don't you? And I said, Yeah. He said, Do you, why do you live alone? I said, Because I don't have anybody in my life. I said, But do you like living alone? I said, No. He said, Well, then you shouldn't live alone. Aww. And he's, he's slightly autistic, yeah. <clears throat> but he's very, very uh, in tune with his emotions and his spirit. And he said, but so you shouldn't live alone. Maybe you should come and live with us. And I'm like, Aww. no, no, honey, it's okay. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. I know every time I've ever asked my mom that, she's like, uh, nope, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, once you raise them, you're done, right? You're like, okay, I'll come yeah. visit you. And, yeah. and now the pandemic, that's got to be so hard, though. I know it's it is. for us that we can't go yeah. see my mom and, you know, things like that. So there's another emotional aspect, right, that we have to think about. Yes. Um, to really kind of connect but thank god for social media for sure yes indeed mm -hmm. so i know we're getting closer to the end of the show here and you know is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners in relation to you know really ways of of staying healthy through our emotions you know facing them feeling them processing them at this time um and again back to the training that i went through for my certification um, I, I did not realize this, but I used to tell my ex-husband, 
he was an Aries and I'm a Pisces. So he's a fire sign and I'm a water sign. And I used to tell him all the time that water puts fire out. <laughs> Remember that. I said, keep that in mind. <laughs> and so when I was taking this training, the lady said, she was talking about feeling all of your feelings. And she said that if you don't cry, your fire will build up and you'll explode yeah. or implode. So it's necessary for people to cry. And so back to the PTSD, there are going to be a lot of people who need to cry. Yeah. Get it out. Even if it's a wailing experience, yeah. maybe just get out and scream so that they won't implode. Yeah. So I just, um, I really am thankful for people such as yourself mm. who are helping others transition to a transformative life. Thank you. And all of those who are power coaches who want to see the best life for everybody else. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy task. And I work with some women who have been through domestic violence or in toxic relationships and help them transition out of that as well on a personal basis. So, you know, let's just help each other, be there for each other, especially during this time, but not just for this time, but for always. Amen. Amen. And I know you probably know my last question because you listen to my podcast all the time, <laughs> but I call it the footprint in the sand question because it's all about the, the imprint that we're going to leave, the legacy that we want to leave in the world. So, so thinking back, you know, you're still very young and to be around for quite some time, but later in your years, as you're reflecting back on your life, what is it that you hope you have left to future generations through the work that you're doing? I hope that I have left a legacy of never giving up. Mm. It's not too late to dream and it's not too late to wake up to realize your dream. Yeah. Amen. If I could hug you from a social distance. Social media, I would just hug you right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you are the epitome of that. You have never given up. I mean, maybe I've even said this out loud to my kids. You know, I may look like I've never quit, but inside internally, I've quit a gazillion times. Yeah. But it's not about that moment. It's about the evolution of the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. And as the great queen Oprah always said, you know, it's only about the next best move, right? It's not about three weeks from now or 20 years from now, because even in today's landscape, all we have is tomorrow. And that's all I want to do. You know, my whole goal tonight is to have a good restful sleep, you know, to be energized and to be blessed tomorrow to be here for the kids and myself. And that's all we got. That's all we got. So you have done a beautiful um, service to this world. Thank you for all that you thank you. And can you let our listeners know um, how they can reach you? Okay, you can find me online at www.elithompson.world. That's E-L-I-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N.world. You can connect with me by phone at 307-438-9686. And you can email me at admin at elithompson.world. We can always tell our news people and people who do broadcasting because you guys have the most amazing voice and know exactly how to say that stuff. So it's so much fun. And then you're also on Instagram. Yes. Yes, I am as I am Eli Thompson. And that is also my Facebook handle. So you can find me on both places. 
Now, are you still yeah. doing your, your, your Facebook group? Oh, yes, I am. And I have a group called Women on the Move in Ministry and Business. And I have a group page and I have a Facebook page, a regular Facebook page with that title. I don't know how you keep up. The woman does everything. I mean, everything. So, well, but I get by with a little help from my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a great song too, right? Yes. Yes. So everyone, thank you, Miss Eli. Thank you for being here. I love you, dear goddess. Thank you. I thank love you too. So everyone, for The Inner Revolution, I am your host, Dr. Renee, and for Eli Thompson, we wish you an amazing journey through this process. Know that we are all here doing this together, that there is nothing that we can't overcome, and with hope, peace, joy, and love, we will all get through this together. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Inner Revolution with Dr. Renee. Tune in again next week for another fabulous episode. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Mudre, or you can check out my website at www.transcendentheart.com. Talk to you again soon. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.